0: I'm an attorney-track position at the uh, physics department at the University of Trento in Italy. And uh, I was formerly employed at the NASA Space Radiation Laboratory in Brookhaven uh, National Lab. Uh, That's how I got to know all the people at the Radiation Research Research Society. Um, And for this interview, uh, I'm here uh, with another physicist who is now going to introduce himself.
1: Hi, I'm Jan Schumann, I work at MGH. Um, I'm a radiation physicist there. I am doing research uh, in Monte Carlo, anything around Monte Carlo for treatment planning. And now my main focus is anything, trying to understand how how cells work and the subcellular structures. Um, We try to model them and the chemistry and the ideally biology behind it. But um, as we all know, it's complicated, so we just have to assume a few things, and um, well, get the best best modeling that we can with the data we have. Um,
0: in this sense, like your work is much more difficult than mine, I'm kind of in the nuclear physics and whatever, and, and just the basics, so nothing alive, nothing well. So, and then even if, you know, the Monte Carlo that are applied to nuclear physics are much. I think the variable, even if there are many, they're a lot less than in any biological system. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to go away from the idea that you can uh, model, like really just have accurate models of your physics because I come from the particle physics where um, you know you have your cross sections within small error bars and you do your measurements with five sigma events, uh, then you can start calling it a measurement, and here you have some kind of data that <laughs> fluctuates more than your signal, basically. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it
0: could be, yeah, true, true. Uh, so uh, that's actually, for me, that's uh, that's very difficult. Actually, Marco Durante, my first boss, he told me many years later, because I started as a more working on cells. That's what I did. I was working on chromosome aberration, and then I actually, I dropped the biology part uh, I still like it. I mean, I work around it, but not primarily. And I kept the, the physics, the nuclear physics side. And many years later, he told me, "Thank God you didn't stay in that field because you would have been a terrible biologist." <laughs> Thank you. That's for my former
1: boss. Um, <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, no. As I said, how did you change? I'm curious. Like, how did you change from well, I, fairly two different fields?
1: Yeah, I. I don't know, I was doing particle physics, people always ask you what what you do and what what it's good for, and you say, well... (laughs) The spin-off of things we do are like the internet and stuff, but the actual cross-section that I'm measuring is probably not relevant for you ever, um, or or for really anything that you will be using, you never know, but um, it's just for your understanding of the world and but then I heard that there's proton therapy thing and it happened that they had an opening and so I was intrigued because I could apply what I learned and studied for like 10 years before and so it didn't feel like I'm completely wasting what I did Um, and I just started, I mean I started developing topas, and that was just protons going into a patient and so I started with that, that was physics then we start to include, include like RBE, and you start to understand that, yeah, really the important thing for patients is not the dose, although we prescribe dose, but it's what comes out of it, what, what it does to them. And then, you know, you start to look at RBE, and you try to understand the data, and you see how widely spread the measurements are, and, you know, try to model it as good as you can. And at some point, you just have to realize that, yeah, there is... While I would like this to be very a very well controlled experiment, it's not, and and there's fluctuations between labs, and how you count things, and how the radiation is, or how the dosimetry is, and well, th- those you can usually figure out, um, but just uh, interperson variations, intercell variations, and um, yeah, just gotta give it up at some point. And just really try to make it fit
0: something. That's why I started coming to the Radiation Research Society meetings, or... Yeah,
1: it? well that was because I started to... You know, as a physicist, you think everything in the world is physics, and so you can describe biology by physics. <laughs> and in principle it should work. And so I was thinking, okay, I want to understand radiation, what happens at the cellular level, I want to know what uh, basically describe the processes one by one and model every single step. Uh, And so, I I started basically to do track structure Monte Carlo and and cell modeling or I was planning on doing that. And so, uh, Harald Paganetti suggested that I should come here to the meeting and uh, so I did. And, Mm -hmm. And because it was an awesome meeting and I just went to the sessions and there is just all this biology that I had Basically, no idea about, and uh, but they have all these nice introductions, and so it was really good for me. It was a really fascinating experience, and so I I love the meeting, and I keep coming back. Yeah. Okay. How How did you, I mean?
0: How did I start yeah. it? Okay. So, um, well, uh, in general, for okay, so the the maybe I should say first what I what I do. So I study the basic the basics nuclear processes, uh, which are of interest. Uh, for which can be applied in uh, so radiotherapy uh, with with charged particle or so like protons or, or carbon ions hopefully, um, or with uh, uh, for space radiation protection. So the GCR, the SPE are all charged particles, and their interaction with uh, whatever material it's in between the uh, space environment and the astronauts is something where uh, nuclear physics happens. So there you go, basically the overlap between um, radiotherapy and space, which in general, one say these two things, they have nothing in common, but the physics is kind of the same. So, um, and I uh, I started more onto uh, the, the the space uh, part. So I was doing cross-section too also, and which was very interesting back then at the, with the Berkeley group, uh, uh, they had this, big NASA funding and to do a systematic study of the cross-section of interest for space and for uh, Monte Carlo benchmarking. Um, And then, uh, I mean, for me it was really interesting, but it was always hard to explain to regular people what I was doing. Like after, I think after, at the end of my PhD defense, my, my family came, it's like, that was great, but what exactly do you do? So okay, then when I moved to to GSI uh, in Darmstadt in Germany, um, there where they had the first pilot project in Europe for the heavy ion uh, uh, tumor therapy, there I started to drift more or add to uh, my interest also the medical side, which is of course, Interesting, and I mean, I don't want to say space is useful, but you know, medicine has a more direct impact on. Everything. More people serve. Yeah, more people serve, sort of, uh, and and then um, uh, so this sort of add to the the medical part, and 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 even more. So I started. I heard about the RS meeting when I started there, um, because some of the people from GSI were are usually attendees of this conference. And then even more, when I moved to, uh, to Brookhaven uh, to work at the NASA Space Radiation Laboratory there, I think like maybe, I would say 30% of the attendees here are people that go to NSRL for experiment, uh, our customers, when we call them. <laughs> no, and then in any sense to come here, um, also to know what they were doing, because part of my job there was to support them during the experiment, so if I know what they're actually doing, it was actually a lot helpful. Uh, and interesting for me, like as a personal uh, uh, professional group, like to, to know what was going on, not only specifically in the physics field, but more generally. And as I, I guess the same for you, our field a very multidisciplinary. It's important, I think, to yeah, you
1: the know, op- get the Only together. place where you really find People, experts in basically all this Exactly, stuff.
0: exactly. So I think this, the benefit is huge because it opens your mind to uh, to research, research which is which is translational, but to such an extent like that. You know, physics work with chemists, was biology with uh, medical doctors, with uh, medical physicists, like all the different nuances. So yeah. So this this is how I came. And now I I hope even now I move um, back to Italy. I, I wanna keep coming back and be more and more involved. But something that we should say is that Jan has been, from this year now, uh, has become a, a physics counselor, our physics counselor, so maybe you wanna say something about that.
1: Well, if you're a physicist, <laughs> uh, come to the Red West meeting. We need more physicists to come here. I mean, physics, chemistry, well, basic physics and chemistry are smaller groups in our society and we're trying to get more people to come grow our physics representation and really just, I mean there is physics, medical physics, anything relevant to to both NASA and and therapy if you do kind of physics relevant things, well for the particle kind of stuff. it really becomes only relevant when you when you combine the, ther- the the disciplines, and here's the place to do it. And if we present more physics, then also the biologists, you know, have a bigger opportunity to un- understand what we do. Um, and and I think, yeah, we all benefit from it if we have more people coming. And so we try to reach out to more physics communities and see if we can.
0: Um, I agree and I totally support you You know that no and and also like yeah and also I think that some often biologists are scared of physics like you know because they see physics equal formulas math and I don't know and it's that I think it's a lot more than maybe we can try to convince them that we are a good tool for them and
1: communicate it and like not um, calculate all our equations on the blackboard while we're giving our presentations yeah Um, but yeah I, I mean there are many Biologists that are interested, at least in it, and I mean they don't have to do physics; they just have to work with us. Yeah. And yeah, we'll we'll just keep working on
0: it. Yeah. So and maybe uh, how did you start? The, I mean, what was the point in your career where you said, okay, I'm now an early career investigator? Like, was this specific or the?
1: Well, it kind of morphed, right? So you were postdoctorate yeah. for a while, and then you start building. Well. Getting the opportunity to have a grant or submit grants and become your own independent researcher or semi well, It's always, not something easy. There. I mean like
0: a very few percent of the even the poster they do that so it's yeah. kind of I mean it's a it's a it's a step.
1: So. Yeah well uh, we all want to do that I think no, and yeah. so once you start building your own research portfolio you just are your own entity kind of and so you. Our early career investigator here, and um, and now with the with the ECI group, or if it's called ECC now, that oh, it's yeah, no okay, longer okay, interest group. Yay! It's now <laughs> the it official okay, sure. committee. Um, so, with with the support that they receive here, that's really I think a great thing to encourage more younger people to come. And Absolutely. Uh, I think we need to. Encourage more physicists, more younger people to come, and that's how we keep our our society here uh, alive and interesting and just vibrant.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Also, because if I see on the let's say the big names here, you see that often they've known each other very long. That you know, now the, the fact that they have collaborations, and if you see, and that worked because they're still here, so they're in the field. So. I think just learning from that, like that we do it also at this early well, stage. Well, if you want to
1: work together as long as they did, we have to start like now.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Or even so, earlier. So yeah. I, was, I was thinking like, what if we want to send a message like to e- the, even the younger like uh, SIT uh, students, what should we say?
1: Stay in the society. Stay in the society. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, true. Try, uh, you know, it's hard as a postdoc to keep... In a certain field, you go where you find a project. Yeah. Um, but if if this interests you and if, you know you want to try keep doing med- uh, uh, interdisciplinary research, just uh, try to come here as often as you can, and it's really beneficial in so many ways. Um, you get yeah. all the contacts, you get so much, so many ideas of what you can do. Uh, or realize that your ideas were stupid. And
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and you change it, you change yeah. it in time so that, yeah. Yes, yes. So maybe for that we should, uh, maybe we can say here that on next conference we know that uh, there is a much bigger possibility that if you submit an abstract, then it's abstract is gonna be in oral presentation rather than the poster. Even if posters here is a huge thing, but like, this having the opportunity that not everything is decided before, but you, you have a good chance that your work is presented, that I think is it. Yeah, good. that's a, a good change, uh, yeah. uh,
1: we'll, yeah. we'll see how that works out, but yeah. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's a good that's idea a to try that, and um, I mean many other societies do it, but uh, or, or meetings do it, um, but here it's different because each talk doesn't get like five minutes, right? We still have yeah. the same kind of concept where we have a symposium or so with Maybe four speakers, and and really give time to present your work in detail, and I think that's that's really what what makes this meeting also really, so great yeah. because you know you, you actually can learn what people are doing, and and then if you're interested, you talk to them after.
0: Exactly no, because I often like if you have five minutes to just present your data, but you don't give any background, and then yeah. who knows it already? It's okay, but for people who are interested but don't know, then... Well,
1: but who knows to. it probably already knows it anyway. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah, so it becomes kind of...
1: Right. So, but yeah. so that's, that's, as I was saying earlier, Like, that's why it's so great here, because you actually learn about all these things and, and they give you introduction. You can at least follow up to maybe minute five or 10, even if it's a topic you don't have yeah. any clue about. No,
0: it. no, no, if you keep attending like year after year, you see like also a certain project like developing. So you see yeah. like from na- the previous year to next year, okay, what's new about it? You know the, maybe the people and that's absolutely yeah. Yeah. Okay, so and with that, I thank myself because it was more part of the interview and, and Jan. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for the,
1: the great talk. To physics. To physics. Uh, on, and on and maybe we
0: can finish by saying that do submit the abstract for next year. Because, yes.
1: Uh, Get ready win. for it. The deadline will be early. Probably March.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, and then uh, you might be up for the show and presenting it.